Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV once again, the classic TV podcast that celebrates and remembers all things and everything classic TV. Remember The Fugitive um, when uh, they would get to the epilogue scene at the end of each episode? Well, I just remembered the things that I forgot regarding Harry O that I wanted to bring in, uh, mentioned in the episode. So I am drawing from The Fugitive and I'm doing an epilogue for Harry O. A few things I wanted to mention that I just could not wait with and I do not know how to really edit my podcast episodes yet. That is something that we are still learning on. That's a work in progress. So instead of redoing the episode we just did, Um, I decided to go ahead and uh, do an epilogue. And so here we go. First thing I want to mention is someone was asking online, a couple of, uh, you know, uh, people were asking over on, you know, Facebook, um, Internet Movie Database, YouTube, why are all of these really cute young girls fawning and hanging over, you know, around Harry? You know, like Sue, Betsy, Gina, you know, what's up with that? Well, Harry, uh, very, you know, withdrawn. And and Harry was, you know, not faithful to any woman. You know, Harry was, you know, dating and, and, you know, involved with certain clients of his. Uh, Yeah, Harry was definitely, you know, like I said, involved with Sue. You know, she was like a part-time girlfriend. But he was also, like I said, seeing, you know, like I said, Gina. And like I said, he would date, like I said, clients that he was, you know, working for. So, yeah, Harry was running women. Definitely. He definitely was a player. And he was also uh, not really wanting to settle down with any woman. If you watch another season two episode, um, you'll see that Harry, uh, because he reconnects with his ex-wife who has remarried, she's in trouble. She's being falsely accused and blackmailed. Um, you know, for a crime. And you could tell from that episode that Harry was very much still in love with his ex-wife. And she had some leftover feelings for him as well that were still lingering around. So Harry was not the type to settle down with any woman. And I think, you know, a lot of women, you know, you see a man like Harry kind of withdrawn and and, and, and kind of, you know, uh, not wanting to commit or settle down with, you know, one person, you know, we get that motherly instinct, that motherly feeling that we can kind of change the person and we can, you know, we want to mother him and protect him and take care of him. And so, yeah, that turned these girls on. And of course, he was a private eye and a former cop and all of that. So, uh, yeah, that definitely would explain the appeal of Harry to these young girls. The next thing is um, Harry's physical activities. Now, as I said, Harry had been shot in an armed robbery and he had a bullet near his spine in his back. In the beginning of the series, Harry definitely could not do a whole lot of physical activity. I mean, you know, he would overexert himself and he'd be suffering for it later, sooner than later. He would be in a lot of physical discomfort, a lot of pain, and so he couldn't do very much. But as the series went on, um, even in the season, the very first season, Harry was able to, Harry was in fights, Harry was running. Uh, extensively. Harry was, um, you know, really exerting himself physically and not having very much pain, despite the fact that he had a bullet in his back near his spine. Another thing about Harry, Harry was always getting attacked. 
Harry was always, people were always fighting out. The bad guys were always fighting out where Harry lived. Then again, I have to remember that we had phone books back then, and it was easy, no doubt, to look up Harry Orwell, but he should have had his phone number unlisted because Harry was always, I mean, Harry almost got run over at a fruit stand by a big Mack truck. Harry would get shot at in his house. Harry was shot. Harry was uh, almost run down several times. Harry was assaulted. Harry was beat up. Harry definitely went through a lot for his clients. He was always getting attacked. And like I said, they were always coming to his house, shooting through the window, almost shooting Harry. I mean, he lived a very dangerous life as a private investigator. That $100 a day that he charged plus expenses, yeah, he was earning every penny of that because he really put his life on the line for his clients. Now, Harry, by the way, he was a good guy. And some of the clients couldn't afford to pay him. And he would always tell them, well, we'll work something out. He never turned anybody away. He would always help them because he really was a good guy with a heart of gold. Really wanted to help people. And then the final thing that I wanted to bring up and forgot to do so was Harry's wardrobe. Harry Orwell, when he was working and he was working on solving cases and he was running around with Manny or Trench, Harry wore the same outfit every single time. A tweed jacket, a dark tie, a buttoned down blue shirt and khaki pants every single time. Now, knowing Harry, he no doubt went to some department store or went to some bargain basement or whatever in a department store. And probably knowing him, um, bought up a bunch of the tweed jackets and the, the blue shirts and the khaki pants. I don't see him wearing the same outfit just, you know, day after day. I don't see him doing that. But I do see him going and buying a bunch of the same outfit and wearing the same outfit, wearing these, you know, uh, the same outfit day in and day out. I definitely see him stocking up, like I said, on tweed jackets and khaki pants and wearing the very same outfit every time he go out to try to work on a case or go meet with Trench or go meet with Manny. So, uh, yeah, his wardrobe never changed. I mean, every now and then you'd see Harry in something different, but it was rare. It was rare you'd see Harry Orwell in something different. Now, when he was working on his boat on the beach, he'd usually wear a pair of short shorts and like a, a pullover or whatever. But when he was out there working on those cases, yeah, this brother had on the tweed jacket and the blue shirt and the khaki pants every single time. But anyway, like I was saying... If you have not seen Harry in a long time, if you have never seen it before, again, you can watch it on MeTV Plus if you get that channel. The, uh, As I said, the entire series is available on DVD at last. Fans have been wanting that to be on DVD, the entire series, for years. Well, finally, it is available. It's not cheap, I understand, but it's worth it. And again, you can always go over to YouTube and watch episodes over there. Some of them, the, uh, you know, the picture's not that clear, I must admit, but they are uncut episodes. Uh, they're the full episode. Um, like, for example, you can see an episode of MeTV Plus 
But you go to YouTube and see it, you'll see scenes that you know you don't see on MeTV Plus because the YouTube episodes are uncut. But yes, just had to come back and mention these details about Harry Orwell and decided to go back to the fugitive and borrow the term of, uh, you know, epilogue. Because Quinn Martin, who the, the fugitive was a Quinn Martin production, of course, Quinn Martin Productions always had an epilogue. There were epilogues on Barnaby Jones and the streets of San Francisco as well, and every other Quinn Martin show. So yeah, I wanted to go back and I wanted to, uh, you know, do an epilogue for Harry O. Um, just shows how much I really, really love the show. Again, there is a new book that I am not sure how close it is to publication. It might be published as soon as this year or next. But uh, yeah, there is a publication, a new Harry O book, uh, Harry o book that is in the works. And there is a great David Jansen Facebook page where you can find out, uh, you know, there's lots of videos that they post and pictures. Uh, you know, uh, they have like 5,000 followers, this page does. So if you want to follow David Jansen and find out more about him and just celebrate his memory and his career and legacy, including Ario, check out that David Jansen page over on Facebook. It's really a good one. And, um, also, just wanted to mention that if you go to Google and you Google David Jansen, there is a David Jansen website, like a David Jansen archive, that really gives a lot of backstory about David Jansen. I mean, whoever did this website, really, really, it's a labor of love to him because um, they even have, like, for example, for the 1970s, they have it categorized where they cover pretty much every month and year of the 70s and they'll you know tell what David did on that day they'll tell what he was doing what show he was working on what photo shoot he was doing everything about David Jansen go to the David Jansen archive and check that out I think that's the name of the site um and it's a has it's it's overwhelmingly amazing it's a plethora of information about David Jansen from when he was born up until when he passed away um, so yeah, definitely go and check that out as well. So just wanted to bring these things to you since I forgot to mention them in the episode. I'm so excited to do it. I forgot to mention all these things. So uh, thank you for listening to this epilogue as well as the Harry Woe episode itself. And again, we'll see you in the next episode.